0: Hey guys, this is Robert from Limitless Broadcasting. And Sammy. I was getting to you. (laughs) But we wanted to tell you some exciting news. We are going to be at the Indiana Comic Con March 22nd through the 24th.
1: That's going to be at the Indianapolis or... Indiana
0: Convention Center. In
1: Indianapolis. Let's do that.
0: (laughs) So, if you were going to the convention, please come over to the Limitless Broadcasting booth Mm -hmm. and say hello.
1: Yeah, I believe it was booth
0: 1710.
1: 1710. Yes. So, it's a huge convention. Yeah. Probably the biggest one I think we've been to. Yeah.
0: This is going to be like Megacon.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, I will not be there in person. Robbie will be there... But he's going to have some uh, fun friends with him. Yes. Including, I believe, from Pixie Dust Twins, Ashley. First con for her.
0: And so if you're there, ask us about Rant Radio. Because you can win $1,000 from Limitless Broadcasting.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, very excited about that. And who doesn't love a good rant? Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we will, or I guess I should say Robbie, we'll see you soon at the Indiana Comic Convention. And what days... Are you gonna be there one more time
0: uh we're gonna be there the 22nd to the 24th of march
1: Mm -hmm. so we'll see you guys there soon
0: we'll see you there bye bye Dr. Brett Thomas, for a limited time and only for our... Our listening audience is giving a free consultation appointment away when you use the word limitless. I repeat, when you book your appointment and you use the word limitless, he will give you a free consultation. I don't know if you're in between doctors. I don't know if you're looking for a new doctor. But if you're in the Orlando, Florida area and you're looking for a doctor that actually cares about you and wants you to get better, definitely give Dr. Brett Thomas a call. His number is 407-747-1222. That number again is 407 747 1222. So when you're booking it, use the word limitless. It's a value of $400 you're saving for your first consultation appointment. What are you waiting for? It's free. Call him today
1: something happens to the body or to the spirit that causes either to be moved out of balance, there is a corresponding counterbalance mechanism that kicks in to provide a sort of balance that allows us to continue to function while we heal. That counterbalance can involve the spirit or the body or both. Dr. Robert C. Brooksby, D.O.
0: Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain. And because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain this has been a minute coming. Sorry that we haven't been able to record as much. Unfortunately, I was on another car accident. I've been dealing with a lot of new doctor's appointments, a lot of new tests. So Mm -hmm. that's why the Painful Truths podcast has not been on a regular schedule like normal. Yeah. just wanted to point that out there.
1: Yeah, the list of doctors has grown again.
0: Exponentially again. And so
1: has MRIs, soon x-rays. Yes. Because you haven't done those yet. Gonna do an MRI of your brain. That's something new. Yeah,
0: that's a new one.
1: We have not ever done that.
0: I'm actually excited about that one to see what it's like and Mm -hmm. see how it is. I'm surprised other doctors have not said, oh, maybe we should get an MRI of your brain.
1: Yeah, no one else has except this new doctor that you went to go see the other day. He
0: was a PA, and usually, I don't like PAs. I'm not even going to lie about that. My dad was a doctor. I'm biased. I have a bias against PAs. It's
1: more being a little bougie and judgmental, but
0: it's okay. Sammy says I'm bougie. Just a little bit. I guess you guys can be the judge of that. If you guys think I'm bougie, in the show notes below, you can say, yes, I'm bougie. No, no, I'm not. We'll take a poll. When you see this on Apple Podcasts, say yes or no. Let us know. Also, ways to get shoutouts. If you want to get a shoutout, you can either A, like and subscribe to our Instagrams and Twitters and all of our social media and tag us in us and say, hey, I followed you guys. Or you guys can like and subscribe and share a post of ours or share a post and include us in it and we will shout you out in the next show.
1: Yeah, just make sure you tag us in your story or in your post, so we can see it. Yes.
0: Great news. Limitlessbroadcasting.com is now live. Woo You guys can go there and buy shirts. Look at us. We are ripping uh, Limitless Broadcasting attire.
1: A digital download is kind of like a mini ebook, is sort of what it is. It's informational. Ours are typically PDFs that are, oh, I think our longest one is maybe eight pages. I think it's 10. 10. Yeah. It's not anything crazy, but it's that one is a little more expensive for instance in relation to the slam pills to pay the bills podcast or this one i made a digital download that explains the magic binder that we use and take to all of our doctor's appointments we have some disney downloads available as well that kind of tell you where to find princesses in the parks how to survive a day at disney if you're going through disney withdrawal because you can't come because of COVID 19 we have all sorts of little fun things like that available for purchase
0: not to interrupt but to add to it I'm actually putting a mini course together on how to um, navigate Premiere Pro, Adobe Premiere Pro for all your filmmaking fans and editors out there that want to learn how to edit. I'm starting off with the basics and then I'm going to be adding to it. So each one will be individual. And then at the end, I'm going to sell them all together. But that is coming soon. That'll be available on limitlessbroadcasting.com. Very excited about having the actual website up. You can go and get uh, media kits and it'll tell you about all of our subscribers and social media reach. And- and we are selling advertising packages. So if you're a business and want to reach new audiences or get brand out there, please contact us. You can contact our Brooksby at limitlessbroadcasting.com. You can send all your information, your inquire there, or you can go to limitlessbroadcasting.com and drop an inquiry, and then we'll answer you that way. We are live. We are on the web. We are on the interwebs.
1: Mm-hmm, it's very excited.
0: Very, very excited to be on. And this is show number. Yeah. Show number eight. So you can go to YouTube and type in Limitless Broadcasting. Go figure. And our sparkling faces will pop up. Hello to the YouTube world. What's up? We're on here. We're out here. We're doing our thing. This is going to be a special episode because this has been a long time coming, mm-hmm. When you would say?
1: Yeah. Well, I think all of the episodes are
0: special. Yeah. We have a lot more coming for you. I mean, we have my pain doctor, Dr. Ahmed. We are going to have him as a guest. He is going to explain what pain management is and why, if you break your arm, why wouldn't you go see him over? your other doctor so you'd go see your other doctor instead of him and what cases you'd go see him instead of your other doctor so he'll explain all that believe me before I got into this predicament I didn't know
1: right exactly
0: I mean pain management is not like oh I broke my arm I'm gonna go to pain management you have to be in severe pain
1: chronic pain not yeah. acute pain breaking your arm is what we call acute pain it doesn't last that long you may feel like it does but it doesn't last that long it goes away and something like a car accident may cause chronic pain such as in Robbie's case. It
0: has to last over 100 days. That's when you can tell it's a chronic pain. And I have had pain lasting over 100 days. Yes. I have a new pain in my spine now. I don't know what it is, but I've had several injections and we're working on that. That's some of my new car accident. That's what happened to that. The fun never stops with us. I mean, nope. that's why we're making this podcast. That's why we're doing all this stuff for you guys to let you know this is 100% real. And let me tell you, the painful truth of living with chronic pain is the most popular, show we have on our network right now
1: so thank you for listening so thank
0: you for and tuning in
1: I mean obviously there's a lot of people out there struggling with whether it's pain or invisible illnesses because I know a lot of you have kind of messaged us or liked our stuff on Instagram we get it because it doesn't have to just be pain you can get it depression a lot of, yeah anxiety. A lot of this, especially we're going to talk about today it applies to anything like an invisible illness that people don't understand and we get it
0: I get a lot of people messaging me on Instagram saying you know what thank you for your story thank you for for being brave enough to put this out. When we were first doing this, I was just like, oh yeah, we're going to put this out and we'll see what happens. But continuously, our numbers grow. Just one right after the other, our shows grow. And we really appreciate that. And thank you for listening. Because again, this is not bullshit. Everything we're telling you happens. Everything. So thank you. Thank
1: you. So do you want to actually dive into the topic?
0: Since now we're those people that ramble for 10 minutes before we even get in the show. So I apologize, but I just have a lot to tell you.
1: All right, if you haven't figured it out yet, we are your hosts, Robbie and Sam. And we are frequently found on various podcasts, such as this one, which is The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain. Thank you for tuning in. And as Robbie mentioned, you can also find me on a couple of other podcasts, including The Pixie Dust Twins. Go check it out. It's a Disney podcast, it's a lot of fun. It's not so much of a downer like this one. <laughs> not that this is not important, it's a little more cheerful. So if you need a pick me up after this episode, go check us out. We're a lot of fun over there. Today, we're going to be talking about mental health, and a lot of it deals with depression, but we're we're just saying mental health in general, especially when it relates to, as we were saying, chronic pain and or any sort of illness, particularly invisible illnesses where people just don't get it, why you're sick, because they can't see it, they think maybe it's made up, and all the struggles that come with that. Right. And the first topic I figured we would just get out of the way, which is the big one, is suicidal thoughts. Thought we should just dive into the, the well, heavy hitter.
0: That's the elephant in the room, yeah. right I off mean, the bat.
1: Why dance around it, right? Yeah. Because it's a very real thing that you have dealt with. I i mean, I think everybody gets depressed to a certain extent sometimes, mm-hmm. and especially with the way our lives have been going. It can be really overwhelming and really hard to deal with things at times because between you have just your regular life struggles, work struggles, relationship struggles. Sometimes it feels like everything is kind of magnified, mm-hmm. especially when I don't know what kind of what we say, what kind of Robbie so- is going to come out for the day.
0: Robbie. Robbie's gonna come out for the day. Yeah.
1: Is it gonna be angry, Robbie? Is it gonna be sad, Robbie? Or is it gonna be... So let's, Robbie's okay today.
0: So now that we really are diving into it, Sammy and Nancy are afraid of me because they never know which. Like they're saying, they never know what kind of personality that'll be today. Am I gonna be happy and go lucky, or am I gonna be pissed off at the world, or am I gonna just be angry, or who am I gonna be for today? So through this process, it's been hard for them to cope with me. They don't know. Who who I'm going to be for that day. And I think that's because of all of my medication I'm on. I'm on over 50 pills. We said, we no, we said well, 25 no. Be- pills.
1: Well, no, you've tried like 50 medications currently. The number is down a little bit because you're trying some more natural things and trying to, to do things like stretches and whatnot to try and help a little bit more versus right. just relying on medicine. So, right. it is a little bit down. I can't tell you the exact number right now, but it was 50 medicines that you have tried.
0: It's still a problem, I would say, when not you say? Yeah. To an like you I mean, guys go away yeah you guys just don't know who I'm gonna be for that day yeah and you guys shy away from me sometimes or yes I'll be happy and then they'll do something and I'll just be pissed for the rest of the day
1: Yep, that's how it goes
0: and Sammy says I'm a dictator
1: he likes to think he is yes and sometimes.
0: I am not a dictator
1: okay let's let's get back to the
0: topic I, I'm right. getting back to the topic so you you're never gonna grab a pistol and shoot yourself in the face
1: I do not plan to do that now there were I haven't I can't say recently but in all honesty there have been times times where I have went to work and wondered if you would still be around when I got
0: home. Do you still feel that way?
1: No, I said not not particularly recently, I would say. That has been something that I have had to go to work and then just wonder if you'd still be around by the time I got home. And that's a reality and that's why I thought we should just dive right into it. So
0: how did that make you feel
1: I mean, it's hard to go in to work to be out and concentrate wondering if you're going to hurt yourself. And I would try and check in with you constantly throughout the day, see how you're doing, make sure you're okay, without being annoying, because I also don't want to be that person that's being obnoxious.
0: Right. No, I get it.
1: But I know there was a time when it got so bad that I was literally reaching out to friends of ours and saying, could you please check in with him during the day? So at least I knew that you had other people reaching out to you. So hopefully
0: like who? Who who would you reach out to? So
1: you're best friend David, who's up in In Zionsville.
0: Yeah, he's in Indianapolis.
1: Shout out to David. Yes, I have reached out to him before. He's always been there for you. He's a great great friend. He is. Uh,
0: I, uh, I, I owe David a lot.
1: And he's always worried about you, so I appreciate.
0: I do need to reach out to him after this episode.
1: I have texted Chris and you've been talking to him a lot more recently which I think is really awesome because Chris has been around not as long as David, but he has been one of your best friends for a while now.
0: These two individuals are like family to me. David's family is like my family. I could go into their house and just be like, oh, I'm borrowing a cup of sugar. I'm in oh, the yes. neighborhood which, and I needed a cup of sugar. Which one?
1: It's Sophie that has a little crush on you, right? Does she? The little one?
0: I don't know. Does she have a crush on me?
1: Oh, my goodness. This little girl, she's, how old is she now? She's five? Yeah. She literally just walk up to Robbie and just be like, I love you. I'm pretty sure she wants to marry Robbie when she grows
0: up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even adorable. know this. I didn't even know yes, this. Yes,
1: you should ask David. I'm I didn't even know certain. this. Yeah, it's very cute, though. She's adorable.
0: You better watch it, Sophie. Sammy might be jealous. Competition there.
1: But yeah, I mean, because David's got other stuff going on, but he always still makes time for you. And then Chris is... Chris is doing whatever Chris is doing, moving around.
0: But he always checks in on me. feels
1: like, but he's, yeah, he's worried about you too and wants to make sure you're okay. And, and you do the same for him when he's had some hard times. I think that's a good balance.
0: He was going through some things that really broke my heart and I w- wish he would have reached out to me sooner, but he was didn't feel like that. So I'm glad mm-hmm. he's up. So stay up, brother.
1: And then my best friend, Ashley, was another one that I had touched base with. And I asked her to reach out to you because Ashley is, okay, well, Ashley's doing her own podcast too called the 13914 podcast which I recommend everybody go check out.
0: Actually, I'm going to upload it today. So. Yeah, so
1: it's it's live. I would go and check that out because it's spiritually based and she has this great way of speaking to people that I think is calming and reassuring and I always know that if Robbie talks to her, she can kind of to help ease some of his worries and his pains.
0: But don't you think you can do the same thing, right? Yes, but
1: I can't be around you 24-7. I'm saying these are things I do when I start to feel and I haven't done it in a long time, but I did do it when I was feeling really overwhelmed with dealing with you and worried about what you were going to do to yourself and I can't be home with you constantly. This was last year, sometime.
0: It's still into this year somewhat. Yeah, but it
1: was, last year was the really bad time when I, and I also was texting your brother Josh, hey, can you give Robbie a call? Can you just make sure he's okay? Josh is another one of those that he, when he talks to Robbie, it's like my dad. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know Robbie's dad, so I can't say that, but all I can say is that it's very like, Calming he's full and calming and he just looks at Robbie and he's just like, Okay,
0: I'm you carried. know, let's just
1: take a breath. We're gonna be okay. This is how you deal with it. I also like Josh because he tells Robbie when he's being a knucklehead, and I appreciate that. And if you're listening, thank you, Josh.
0: No, he does. I mean, I really appreciate it. After my dad died, I should have listened to Josh a lot more. My family just kind of broke up. My dad just died. My family's doing knuckleheaded things. I'm trying to support my sister and I. I dropped out of school because I was working so much. I mean, I had all these things going on and I was getting pulled in all these different directions and I just didn't know who to trust but I should have trusted my brother all this time and I'm big ups to you for not abandoning me if you will
1: one of the things that's concerning to me and I don't know if you'll leave this in or not so you can decide Robbie has always to a certain extent suffered with some depression and anxiety that's just part of you Yes. unfortunately and it's just when your dad died I think is probably when it really really started I mean I know your mom dying was traumatic as well but I think it was really lost your dad
0: see my mom died when i was 15 of cancer and then my dad died when i was 22
1: in a car accident in a
0: car accident and that has an impact on you
1: the reality is that i get nervous when you start spiraling downward into this like depressive cycle especially like you did last year because you did try and kill yourself
0: several times
1: and so i always think of the story that you told me of when your dad passed away and you were very very sad and obviously overwhelmed with everything because as you you just said you were working a lot and you felt like you had to take care of everybody and you were trying to save the house and everything, right? Mm-hmm. I know you went into your car and you hooked up the exhaust pipe and you attached a note to yourself and you tried to kill yourself, correct? Correct. And by the grace of God, and I don't even want to say just God because I truly believe that it's your dad looking out for you, your mom looking out for you, the whatever things your dad had around him looking out for you because you were found by the neighbor, correct?
0: Yeah, my dad's neighbors. Thank came out and they were like, what are you doing? I was just like hanging out. What are you doing?
1: They found him. They saved him basically before you obviously passed away. They came out and it was basically a miracle that they came out, right? And just happened to find you. Yeah. I remember you telling me this story too about how you had spoken to your dad, you know, obviously before he had passed away and he had said he had this premonition that you were going to die young, right? Right. I remember this story and that he said he prayed upon it and that he basically saved you that you weren't going to die young anymore. Right. It freaked me out a little bit because when I hear that and then I hear you're 22 and you're just trying to kill yourself and this miracle happens where they found you when
0: what are the chances of them just coming out?
1: It wasn't like they came home and they saw you sitting out there. Right. They just happened to
0: come outside, for whatever reason,
1: come outside and then see what was going on and get him help. And to me, that's a big sign that God, Dr. Brooksby, whoever, I firmly believe his dad is somehow involved, God as well, that saved you, that came out, that said. It's not today. Because of that, I know that he might seriously follow through with it. So when he starts getting to that point where he's that depressed, that's what worried me and still worries me. He knows because I'll ask him, right? I'll ask you, are you okay today? What's going on? I mean, I don't just check on you just because.
0: No, and I understand that.
1: It's because I got to make sure you're okay.
0: I understand that too.
1: I don't want to come home and find out something upsets you to the point where you're dead in the bathtub. And I know my mom has talked to you about this. Is that
0: your biggest fear, not to interrupt you, but is that your biggest fear that you'll come home and I'll be dead?
1: Yes, my mom has talked to you about this and I know this is something that you've really thought about in the past, about how it would affect others. So if I came home, how would you feel to have me find you in that state?
0: It would be hard on you having to notify everybody and it would be terrible. Yes, it would. be terrible. It'd be one of those things that you would never forgive me. Never forgive me. I should stop turning away from my mic. (laughs) Never forgive me.
1: Probably not, no.
0: Did you ever think about that? Like if I ever did that? what would happen, what you do? Did you ever have a plan? I didn't
1: didn't really get past the point of having to see you and remember you that way.
0: I always tell you if anything ever happens, that you, Amanda, Logan, Ashley, and Chris, you guys need to go to Vegas after.
1: I know. You always (laughs) joke about that.
0: That's always my thing. You guys will take the insurance money and go to Vegas Mm -hmm. after I'm dead and buried.
1: I mean, the reality is, something traumatic like that happens, that's how you remember the person, and that's horrible.
0: So that's how you would remember me?
1: Eventually, you Start to be able to focus on the good things, right? Because that's what happens after someone passes. To know that you you killed yourself, to find you dead like that, I just I think it'd be horrific, and I probably wouldn't be able to sleep for weeks.
0: Thirty thousand people commit suicide. Twenty thousand people have chronic pain. Out of those thirty thousand,
1: I can understand it. I mean, you see people social media that we share, and a lot of them are struggling just like you. It's not necessarily pain. Sometimes it's depression
0: other, and other anxiety. Yeah,
1: and just people in general with depression with mental health issues are feeling this way
0: another thing i think about is if there is a god now we're getting way out there how would he judge you i understand that you're going through pain and everything he'll wipe your sight clean or do you go straight to hell because everybody says suicide is the only sin you can't be forgiven about
1: i don't think i would believe that because people who kill themselves are the ones who some of the ones who need the most help and why would god turn his back on you for
0: that i always think to myself maybe this living and being on earth is hell and when you die it's actually not as bad as you think it's like going through a door but it's peaceful i'm gonna see my father and i'm gonna see my mother again and but i always have a theory that this could be hell because satan controls the earth now we're getting way out there you
1: have really wandered off topic.
0: to be honest with you that always ran through my mind i planned it out and how i was going to do it and where i was going to do it at and what time
1: It's Ashley and Sammy from the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. If you love Disney and love listening to best friends talk about their Disney obsession, you should come join the fun on our weekly show. We talk about everything from Disney
0: books and movies to everything going on at Walt Disney World. We have been besties for more than 20 years, and we both grew up with similar but different Disney experiences. And now we want to share our stories and adventures with you. Make sure
1: you check out limitlessbroadcasting.com or tune in wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We'll see you at the second star to the right.
0: You want to talk about the time where I would decided to drink myself to death and I was always drunk and I literally, you would go to work and it was like from 7 to 10, you were working till 10? 10, 10, I was uh, 9. 9. I got off work at 9. And I was blitzed every time she would come home. I would sob uncontrollably before that. It was like somebody was dying and I think I was mourning people again. It was like part of my soul was breaking and then after that I would drink and I would drink and drink and drink and by the time Sammy got home, I'd be fucked up. I could finish a six pack of beer by myself. I'd get 10 beers down in a night. 10, 11 beers. I'd be fucked up. And I would try to do that every night because in my head I was like I'm just going to drink myself to death. And I remember you and I fighting and I remember the time you were like if you're going to keep doing this I'm not going to be around. You remember that? Yes, I do. And I think that's the time I decided to stop. It was very reluctantly but it took me a while but I decided to stop. Why did you say that? Why did you say that to me?
1: Because I have no problem helping you and being supportive of you, and I understand with the pain comes good days, bad days in between, and that you're sad, you're upset, you're hurt. I understand. Doing something like that was purposefully destructive to you and I told you so and I said you know you're not helping yourself you're hurting yourself you're making things worse for yourself and you continue to do it and I'm not going to be around you and support you and be there for you when you hate yourself so much that you refuse to listen to me when I'm telling you you're doing something harmful and destructive like that I can't fix that I can't make you listen but I don't have to be around for it
0: and that's what you said and how did that make you feel
1: I was were you
0: angry at me were you upset were you did you hate me
1: I was sad for you, but I was also pissed off because it just wasn't the way to deal with things. And we talked about how it wasn't the way to deal with things and it was just making it worse for you. And it just... It made me angry that we spend so much time, I spend so much time with you, trying to make sure you're okay, be there, be supportive for you, and you were just basically like, fuck it.
0: I was trying to give you a way out.
1: And that kind of stuff, really, it just pisses me off, to be honest with you.
0: You want me to tell you the truth, right?
1: Yeah, no, and I understand. But it does. It makes me angry.
0: but at that time, I was like, oh, I'm such a burden to you with all this medical stuff and everything we're doing. I was just like, I'm just going to give her a way out.
1: Honestly, yeah. Sometimes it is a lot to deal with. But that doesn't mean you're a burden. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. If you were a burden, I would have just left when you started having the pain issues. I could have dipped out any time.
0: Actually, I was surprised that you didn't.
1: Yeah, because you have such a low value of yourself that you don't listen to me. You don't listen to other people. No why do you, why say. you say that? Because at the end of the day, you really think if you killed yourself, everybody would just be like, oh, it's cool, whatever. He's not here. It's fine. And you don't think about the fact that David, Sophie, David's whole family would be missing you, that Chris would be missing you.
0: I do still think that. I think if I were to die, I think if I were to kill myself, it would be like teaching some people a lesson and it would be like nobody would really care anyway.
1: To me, that doesn't make any sense.
0: Not a... That that doesn't mean you. I'm just saying nobody would really care. It would just be like, ah, yeah, it's a relief. Or he had it coming or all that stuff.
1: And at the end of the day, that's not true. Because as we just, I mean, I just named, there's more people that care about you than when I named. I was trying to focus on the ones who I really, really knew everything that was going on, Chris and Ashley and I know my brother
0: would be hurt. I know you would be hurt.
1: Ashley would be hurt.
0: For a while, Ashley and I had a special relationship and it took us some time to build up. I really do like Ashley. She really does calm your soul. And it took me a while to get to that position with her.
1: And you know, Logan and Amanda, you and Amanda are like kindred spirits.
0: Why? is that
1: whenever we're around them Logan and I are over in the corner wondering when you two are going to be done
0: is that the deal with
1: whatever nonsense you're doing <laughs> yeah like at Disney when those people on those scooters the scooters were cool oh my okay? god that was but so cool you guys were all in there over there together like let's find out this information and talk to them and Logan and I are just like yeah can we go on the next ride
0: <laughs> do you remember when we went to the Tesla dealership and I was like oh this is my wife and we're just trying to get this uh, Tesla yes, yes and- you and Amanda
1: it was you Amanda. Yeah,
0: Amanda and I. That was fun. That yes. was fun. And
1: Logan and I literally were in the background and they would come up to us and we said, "We don't want to buy one. No, thank you. We're waiting on them." <laughs> and
0: that was That was it.
1: Our adventure. I'm just saying there's a lot of people out there who care about you and who worry about you and who ask about you and want you to be okay and would be upset to know that you have these thoughts.
0: Chris has talked to me and he's always like if you ever have these thoughts, you just need to think about me and getting you through it. Not like I don't have these thoughts still. I still fight these thoughts every day because I still wake up in pain every day. It's not like I don't think about cutting my wrists open and just bleeding out in the bathtub.
1: Now, it is important to note that there are differences when it comes to these sort of suicidal thoughts. There are people who think about it and it sucks. So people like in Robbie's condition, chronic illnesses, mental health issues, who may think what if I did this or like you said, for some reason you think that everybody would be happy if you were gone. Those are just thoughts that creep into your mind. There are other people who, and you have been this level too, but there are other people who have a, a what they call a plan. They know what date they're going to do it, when they're going to do it, how they're going to do it. They have a note written out. Those are two different levels.
0: I think I just said that to you. I had Even living in this house, I've had a plan. I knew what I was going to do and when I was going to do it. I knew when you left for work, everything. For some reason I had a voice in my head and they were like, don't do it.
1: And that's the voice you have to give the most precedent to that's the one you have to listen to at the end of the day yeah and unfortunately those sort of things it really has to come from within because it's hard for the rest of us to convince you of something you don't believe at some point you have to just listen to what everybody's saying to you and this goes not for you but for anybody who's struggling with this listen to the people who love you because there's a lot of people out there who do
0: just to keep in mind we're not counselors we're giving you guys our advice if you guys are to this level you guys do need to speak to somebody
1: yes friend who can help you find help but you need to tell someone you're feeling this way because as I was saying there are a lot of people out there that love you and that would be devastated if something were to happen to you and you may have it for some reason in your brain that that's not the fact that's not true but it is true and it's hard to overcome that and I understand that you always have to just when those thoughts come up you have to reset it you have to say no that's not true because I have this person this person whoever you need to focus on for the moment that's what you need to do and I think that's what I've tried to tell you before you have yeah that you just need to remember the the things that you're hearing in your head or thinking in your head it's not the truth. It's just your pain your depression all of that that's just giving you the wrong information.
0: No and I agree with that. Do you
1: have anything else you want to add to this or do you want to move on?
0: Do you think we've covered suicide? I do speak with a counselor. I am going to get help. This has been a tough one for me still is a tough one for me like getting up and getting out of bed Mm -hmm. and trying to do my daily activities and I do think about it all the time. My will to succeed has overcome that. I've been low enough that will to see didn't even matter. I was just going to do it. Things are looking up. And
1: that's what you have to focus on.
0: Alright, what's the next one?
1: So we touched on this a little bit, but it was anger. Okay. This really goes along with the mood issues. particular, sometimes after you get certain medications, the steroid that comes in the epidural can make you extra angry, which is a lot of fun for everybody.
0: They think I'm angry after I get steroids pumped into me. They think I'm like Hulk mad. That's what they say. And that's some of the reason why they're afraid of me.
1: The other day he came out and I don't remember what you yelled at me about first. I don't know what started it. You said I gave you a look and then continued to yell at me about this. Follow me around the house. When I walked off from you physically distanced myself from you I said you know you're obviously upset and I just didn't engage with you and I walked off and you followed me around the house.
0: Didn't I leave though? To continue to yell at me. Didn't I leave though? Eventually yes. I'll be trying to talk to her and she just ignores me. It bothers me.
1: Let's clarify this. First of all it's not talking. It's It's yelling. yelling. It's loudly making a point at me that sometimes doesn't even make any sense. And I physically remove myself from wherever you are so that you can try and calm down. But instead you just walk around the house to follow me wherever I go.
0: And this is not how I am all the time. This is just, they say I get Hulk mad when I get some medications in me. And do I like it? No. Do I like the fact that they're afraid of me? No. It makes me feel isolated. Even in my own house that I am I'm alone.
1: I feel bad about that, but you are difficult to be around sometimes.
0: No, it's okay. It's just that's how it feels.
1: And I don't want you to feel alone, but it goes both ways.
0: So you're alone too. Yeah. Tell me why you're alone.
1: Because there are times when you're like this or you're angry or you're just extra sad or you're just preoccupied with something else and I just feel like I don't have anyone I can talk to, especially when you're in these positions where you're extra upset, extra angry. I think the last thing that set it off, what was it? It was something to do with one of your medications or insurance or something that you got very upset about. I
0: think it was the spinal cord stimulator. I think we, we were denied.
1: I don't know. It was something like that. But and you, it upset you just, me. My point is that you get yourself into these tizzies. or You're just, nothing will calm you down. Nothing will do anything for you. And it feels like you're upset. You feel like you're having a bad day, whatever it is. I come home from work or something you else has been going that. on.
0: And you're always like, oh, I can't concentrate. I don't get peace at work or I don't get peace at home. Yes. I'm just, everybody's punching bag. Yes,
1: that's exactly how it feels sometimes.
0: That's what you've said to me. Do you still feel like that?
1: Yes, sometimes. Still, even now? Like right now, no. No, I,
0: I we haven't really fought really in a while, so still.
1: There's still times when you're Be- a little cranky.
0: Well, that makes me feel bad.
1: I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just speaking how I feel.
0: The truth, I get you. Yeah. Okay.
1: And keep in mind, I'm the one who drives you home from your epidurals. And one day, you're going to piss me off. Before one of those, I'm going to dump your ass out in a field somewhere.
0: Do I piss you off at those?
1: No, I said you're going to piss me off before we go to one. Why? I don't know because you're going to be mad about something the day before and you're just going to yell at me. And then the next day, I'm just going to jump you someplace.
0: And you're not going to have any
1: idea where you are.
0: They drug me up. I hear I'm pretty funny after the injection.
1: Yeah, I'm never actually mad at you the day of because you're just
0: silly. Even the nurses and the doctors and everything, the ER will be so quiet. And then after I come out, I'm like the loudest person there. I'm talking about like time machines and what have you. And that's how I am after uh, being under anesthesia for a while.
1: So you were talking a little bit about going to therapy. I think that's a big help for you is talking to somebody else. Do you have anything to add about that?
0: No, I I like going to therapy and doesn't make me seem weak or anything. I have a lot going on between epidurals and injections and surgeries and pain issues that I need to talk to somebody other than you because it overwhelms you as well. Yes. I don't want to overwhelm you. I agree. Having somebody to talk to helps me out.
1: These people are licensed.
0: Right. They're licensed. Insurance pays for it.
1: They went to school for it. Some of their insights can be a little bit more helpful as well. Yes. And suggestions on behaviors or, right, things to look at, things to read, things to do. Yes. Yeah, is always a good thing.
0: I really liked my last therapist. He wanted me to go to see a doctor that kind of weirded me out, and I had to stop seeing him. I really did like him. I actually considered him a friend because of all the, the stuff I talked to him about. That was a bummer.
1: Sometimes it's good to switch up therapists, too. You get a new perspective. And yeah. It's not... Not always a bad thing to talk to a couple different people.
0: No, and I agree with that. Anything else? If you're going through any of this stuff, if you're having anxiety, depression, anger, suicidal thoughts, definitely go talk to somebody. Yes. That's the most important thing. I know this episode is making me look bad, but it's okay because I want you guys to know the full story. And this is not how I usually am. If you met me in real life, you would never know I was experiencing any of this stuff. Right. I agree. I'm calm, cool, and collective, and most people like me.
1: And then you also see a psychiatrist who prescribes you the medication part so there's therapists you can go talk to Right. And then a psychiatrist who you go to for medications to help. So you have medications to help you sleep and sometimes medications that help with depression, anxiety, things like that,
0: too. Yes.
1: So that's another important step, too, that sometimes you do, unfortunately, need some medications to help you, especially if you're not sleeping.
0: Write a script and there you go. I
1: can't say that every psychiatrist is like that.
0: The one I see is terrible. I'm actually in the process of seeing another psychiatrist because I had some medical issues, that went on and I couldn't make it to some of my appointments. I didn't talk to them or anything and they didn't even call me. Nothing. They didn't say oh we were just checking up on you. Anything. Nothing. I didn't like that. So
1: that's another one that you want to do your research. See who your insurance covers. Look up the doctors. See who you'd like to go to and if you're not comfortable with them just try a different one. It's okay. You want to go somewhere that you feel cared for and comfortable. Exactly. So you should always always make the switch even though it can be annoying to do if you're not feeling that way. I think that's an important point to. But my last sort of topic was how you cope with these feelings that you have.
0: That is a good question because I'm still trying to figure that out.
1: Yeah, it's not like there's a blanket answer for this
0: one. A lot of the things I'm still trying to figure out. You take it day by day and that's all I can tell you is a lot of this is just day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, how you feel. Working helps. We run a podcast studio and advertising agency and I try to dump myself into work and I've noticed that helps me take my mind off a lot of things. I'm just naturally sad. I have a lot of sadness in my body and I don't actually know how to get it out of me I just carry it around with me I'm angry a lot I'm sad a lot I'm in pain and it just magnifies it and it magnifies it and there's sometimes I don't even know what to do and yes the first first thing I think about is suicide and then I coach myself off the ledge because I'm still around
1: right and I know you've said things like um yoga has helped a little bit not only with your pain but with
0: just yes. I mean that
1: kind of quiet meditative state Right. it
0: centers you Yes. It, I'm going to go back to yoga with the whole, this whole corona thing. It kind of messed it up, but I really want to go back. When I first went there, it was kind of creepy because I was like the only guy there. I didn't want to be like a pervert or something. Do I really want to go back? But I went back. I always went on the day there was a guy instructor there. Made me feel a little bit more comfortable. But he actually really helped. His joint mobility classes really helped my body.
1: We also sometimes go on walks around the neighborhood or on the trail.
0: We haven't done that in a minute because I have hurt my back. but I'm trying to get back into the swing of that.
1: And when it was open, we'd go to the movies.
0: I love going to the movies. I think it opens next month.
1: Who knows? Doesn't it open this month? I don't know. They keep moving the date. I haven't looked because they just kept moving it. AMC.
0: Oh man.
1: But when they do, I can promise we'll be some of the first people at the movie theater.
0: I'm fiending to go back to a movie theater. Mm -hmm. The movies are open, but they're showing old movies. I guess doing activities you like, spending time with friends, working, making money. That's what we like to do. I still have goals that I want to get to. I think the pain issues have slowed me down, but I'm trying to get back up. There's things I want to accomplish. There's things I want in my life. I'm working hard to get there. I'll tell you, there are some days I wish my accident would have killed me because it's been that long and so hard for me me, then I'm just like, I can't do this. I don't even know why I'm still alive. My biggest advice to you is, like I said, I'm not a licensed counselor or anything. Go see somebody. Talk to somebody. The
1: reality of things that people don't always know about or talk about, and especially with your medications, sadness and the anger are the two biggest side effects that kind of come with everything, and the pain, obviously. But
0: Man, you really jumped right into that. You were just like, oh, let's start off with the elephant in the room, and we're going to start talk about suicide. Well,
1: why ease into it? There we are. mm mm-hmm. But that was basically all i had for this particular episode
0: thank you for listening make sure you subscribe to all of our social media definitely subscribe to our patreon patreon.com backslash limitless broadcasting great interaction between sammy and i depending on what level you subscribe at definitely subscribe what else LimitlessBroadcasting.com. go there and get our downloadable ebooks and downloadable materials and definitely get our shirts we're putting bundles together with ebooks and shirts Yes. so that's coming soon
1: and then make sure you check out our other shows as well
0: yeah i was about ready to say all of our other shows slinging pills to pay the bills pixie dust twins and what is ashley's
1: he never remember i
0: can never remember it's
1: the 13914 podcast (laughs)
0: 13914 podcast i will remember that for the next time but that's all on the limitless broadcasting network check that out this is where samuel will lead us out
1: thank you for listening to the painful truth of living with chronic pain podcast as we said that's robbie and i'm sammy and like he was just telling you make sure you follow us on social media. Check out our Patreon account. Go to limitlessbroadcasting.com and you can find us personally on social media at robert1950filmsmedia and at samantha1950filmsmedia if you want to see more behind the scenes things or what other shenanigans we're getting up to depending on the day. And also check out the YouTube channel. That's If you're listening, that's where you'll be able to see the video podcasts, see other videos that we've been producing.
0: Yes, I'm behind because of my car accident, but all the videos are coming.
1: Pixie Dust Twins, we produce a lot of extra content, including a report we call the Dinglehopper Report, where we talk about news in Disney World-related things. He's finishing an episode where uh, we went to Epcot for the first time. We also do some movie reviews or show reviews on there as well. That's
0: that's Mirror Mirror, right? Yes, that's Mirror, mirror, Mirror
1: Mirror. Yes, it is.
0: If you are trying to build a brand for you and your company, make sure you hit us up about advertising, rates, and packages. We have affordable rates and packages. Thank you so much for paying attention and listening. Thank you. Have a great night. See
1: you next time. See
0: ya. Thanks for listening to the painful truth of living with chronic pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.